Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Bigger small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Reverend Linda Chandler. Love talking today about life, love, and marriage, and the tree of love, the gateway to redemption. Thank you, Gavin, and good afternoon to you who are listening to us today. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and we thank you for joining us here at Love Talk at 1120, the bridge to today's, today's Christian Talk Radio. And uh, we want to welcome you as new listeners who've joined us. Uh, We are in about our fourth week of a new time frame, and we are excited about the opportunity to begin to spread the love of the Lord Jesus in different ways uh, and at different times. And we... What we do on Love Talk is we look deeply into God's Word for some promises, some principles, and His plan for living and loving well in life and love and marriage, as Gavin said. And today we're going to be talking about the Easter life. Now, we talk about Christmas life and all the things that go around Christmas, but Easter is a very exciting time, and God has a plan for every life. He alone opens the gates of love and redemption. And connects us to his heart. And we're going to talk to that today with my friend, Linda, Reverend Linda Chandler. She's from Host Ministries and pastor of Austin Brethren Church. Her husband, Gary, is the superintendent of Copeland Schools. And they both serve on our NDP board, uh, leadership board here in the capital area. She is the co-author of our book, Pray and Praising Across Texas, and her own book, Gates of Redemption. 
good morning. I mean, good afternoon. <laughs> uh, thank you, Evelyn. It's always wonderful to be here with you today. I mean, it's like opening up a whole gate of, of beauty, and and, oh. and you are always the one, the voice calling out in the wilderness to help the people with the love of Jesus. And uh, it's just a pleasure and privilege to be here. Well, thank you. We're, you know, in the process of making changes, and after 32 years of being on every Saturday morning in Austin, Texas, to move to Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons is a big shift for us. But we made that decision, Linda, because we want to spread the love life, the Mm -hmm. Easter life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about what's going on in your world today. I know you are a very busy lady. Well, I just, I have a real different kind of ministry. I'm not just sitting up at the church all day long. And I kind of, I'm I'm outside the walls. I think I took to heart what you said a long time ago, that we need to get out of the pews and out of the stained glass windows. So the Lord kind of has me going in and out and letting people know that God is alive and well. He is sitting on his throne, and he can fill up all the cracks and wounds that life hands us with his steadfast love. You know, I'm on a quest that people will know, no matter how hard, that we're knocked around, that we can live it with joy, with the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he can sustain us, and he can mend our broken places. You know, he does sustain us. He never turns loose of us. Once mm-hmm. we are we are connected to him, he is our rope of hope, and it's tied. There's a crimson cord that runs from the Old Testament to the New Testament in the area of the sacrifices that were made. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But, you know, um, life is not easy for all of us. And I know that in, in every life there are ups and downs. There are times that you think God's dead. He's Absolutely. Just not, he's not hearing me. He's not seeing me. He's not moving me. And so often it's because we have been broken or we've got deep gaps in our heart and we're painful, having painful issues. But, you know, we don't have to stay that way. And one of the things I learned a long time ago, Linda, the Lord never lets me teach something that I have not experienced. Absolutely. And that's so true of all of us. I mean, I've, I've also um, hit some really, really rough times in my life. And had it not been for God, I I just don't think I'd be sitting here right now. But there was times when I was in the doubt and the mm-hmm. loss of hope and, and it, it just kind of a drift in a sea of trouble is, mm-hmm. is really what, what you're about. And and so because we so much, you said, talk, let's talk about living it with a happy uh, heart. Happy is based on surrounding circumstances. Mm-hmm. So when you're not feeling happy because life's not going the way that you, you plan planned it. it, or I have I always say I had a script that I wanted, you know, God to help me follow, but it was my script instead of his. And so when rough places came that he would more than enough to help me over, I, I just would be adrift in that sea. So I've learned that there's a difference between happy and joy. And joy is something that the God provides. It's a deep abiding uh, trust in this life that we're talking about. And, you know, you you fuse it as an acrostic joy. It's Jesus over you. I love it. That's exactly right. You know, we forget. We don't see him in the visible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, there are times he shows us things. You know, we have visions or... Or he just opens our eyes to see something we've never seen before. But the thing that is so exciting about being in love with the Lord Jesus and knowing what his plan for us is, 
is that we don't have to worry. And that's what happens is worries come in. We get to fret about this and fret about that. And like, I, you know, the last three months I've had this uh, bronchitis that just will not leave me. It is Absolutely. Just, and, and, and all my friends pray for me. And, and I am always so excited and joyful when they pray. And then I go home and come night time, you know, I've got the cough again and got all that. But, you know, that's not a measurement of who God is. And it's not a measurement of basically what his plan for us is. He does not move into our life in the areas of need until his plan for doing that is complete. It's kind of like, we, you and I have talked about this before. Life is like a jigsaw puzzle. Yes. You start looking at it, and the older you get, the more beautiful it gets. And you see how God fixed it here, and he gave you blue yes. uh, blue bonnets in the spring in Texas here. But there are always those holes that are not filled. And, and those are painful sometimes. Very. And sometimes they're because we filled them up with something that's not of God. Absolutely, because that's what you do. When you can't access God, when you can't find him, that's when we reach for all these other things to, quote, really distract us Mm -hmm. from the problem or the root of the situation at hand. And the the other thing I've just learned in the last week or two, I was really doing this study of this, is that Jesus is also our burden barrier. We put all these burdens, and it becomes like a big backpack on us. So, you know, if you're listening today and you just had one thing mount upon another thing and you just feel a heaviness over you, it's because you're not rolling your burden onto him. And and I, I, I was looking up the word burden, and it, you know, it says, you know, something heavy, a load, something hard to carry, but it also says to be responsible for. And I thought, wow, that's Jesus. He's our burden barrier. He went to the cross, not only, quote, to save us, but to bear those burdens mm. that push us into the hard places where, you know, maybe sin would abound. Yeah. I I remember a, a difficult time I was going through in my life, and um, it, it it just looked like there would be no real answers to to a health issue that I had. And um, my dad was not a Christian at that time, and I was sitting out with him out under a hickory hickory nut tree over in uh, Coast Springs, Texas, where they lived uh, next door to Cut and Shoe, and um, he was sitting there whittling. He he loved to whittle. And he whittled me out a yoke. Oh, wow. You know, a yoke that you put two animals, I mean, two cows on. Yep. And I said, Papa, why did you you choose to make me a yoke? And he said, well, because you've often talked about when we're yoked with Christ, we go in the direction he wants us to go. And, you know, I had really made that statement, but it didn't become a reality to me till my dad said that to me. We are yoked with him, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about well, today. Well, and right here it says in uh, Matthew um, eleven twenty-eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, yoke. upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And see, we think God just wants to beat us up, or he's mm-hmm. not there, or he doesn't yeah. care. And he's saying, if you'll get, roll the burden on me, I'll take responsibility for it. So that's what I would say to our listeners today. If you've got a burden, roll it on to Christ. Right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. He he says, my burden is easy. 
my, you know, it's, it's light, but he will carry it for us. Well, I know about five years ago, Linda, you and Gary uh, went through a very difficult time, a great tragedy in your family. And I want us to uh, talk a little bit about that and how mm-hmm. uh, maybe how the Lord taught you some things about brokenness in that experience. Well, five years ago, um, our firstborn son was murdered, um, and he was murdered by a, quote, friend. Um, and uh, it it was a very difficult time. Our son had had a lot of difficulties in life, but he had finally gotten his life together. He just celebrated his 30th birthday. He was working. Everything was just coming together so well in his life. And one day he was there. And, you know, the next day he was not. They were knocking at our door to let us know that um, he had been killed. And I, I, at that time, I, you know, just the horror of it, I didn't know really what to do, except um, I was deep in my walk with the Lord. And I kept saying, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to tr- help me. You help me. And so this past five years, um, it has been a journey of understanding the walk of grief, but it's about absolute trust in the Lord. And then I stand on my life verse is all things will work together for the good of the Lord, for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And we are all called according to his purpose, which is to be his sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And so if we're his sons and daughters, then he's going to take care of us even in the midst of great tragedy. But we have to trust him. As like a father, you know that that is so true. Uh, I I I recall an experience we had very similar to that. I want us to talk about how, what we learn in those times uh, right after we take our break. Let's take our first break, uh, Gavin, and we'll come back with Love Talk with uh, Reverend Linda Chandler right after this. Stay with us. Ellison Salazar Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. 
Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Reverend Linda Chandler. Love talking today about life, love, and marriage and the tree of love, the gateway to redemption. Thank you, Gavin. We are in studio today with one of my very favorite friends and pastor friend, and it's Miss Linda Chandler. Linda, we were talking about how it is in life that we're yoked with the Lord Jesus once we come to know the reality of his love. And in your book, The uh, Gates of Redemption. Redemption, give that so beautifully because he came for the purpose of redeeming us and making us into the love image that he wants us to be. And yet he does not, we're not bulletproof. Oh, no. He said in this world, you're going to have trouble and you're going to have stress. He said, look at me, but I have overcome the world. So you, you, your best thing is to be hand in hand or yoked with him because he's overcome the world and he's going to be there to help you overcome too. Um, you know, in, in my walk of uh, trust or grief in that terrible time when our son was murdered, the Lord, um, you know, I had that Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding because we don't understand. You know, we want to ask the why, and it is fine to ask the why. Um, and, and sometimes, God, you'll give it a revelation, and sometimes, um, you know, it, it doesn't come for a long right. time. Uh, but it, but it's okay. It's okay to cry out. It's okay. Uh, I did not experience in this particular incident's anger at God because many years before I'd had another difficult situation um, and when my husband and I, and I want to get in that, but we almost went through a divorce and I was mm-hmm. real angry at the God, at God because my, my thought to him was I played by all the rules. I did everything right. I was in church every Sunday. And why are we having this problem? You know, why are you allowing this problem? And I was real, real angry. And I saw that as later on through my life as an immature response as a child mm-hmm. because we are going to have trouble. And there's lots of different players in this. But God is still there. And he sought me through it. And, and he... Um, you know, reaffirm my husband and I's love, you know, just or celebrating this year, 40 years. So that was when we were about 17 years. So by the time this came along, this part of my walk where uh, the the murder of our son, um, I I wasn't going to get angry at God because he knew I knew he was my greatest source Mm. of help. So it was a more mature. So whether you're in just the shallow water yet, you kind of can't trust God, it's okay. You can be angry. He'll be there for you. But if you're in those deep waters, you know, you want to start really just trusting into God. You grab on to every scripture, you know, you can, or you get with trusted friends that know the Lord and that can encourage you. Because grief and is like the ocean. It's so up and down, and there's just so much brokenness. But God's mercy and steadfast love is the most powerful salve for a broken heart. It's to lean into him and keep saying, you know, I'm going to trust you. I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. 
And I have one other story that I think is very powerful to tell. So when I was in this midst of my grief with my son, um, I was doing really, really good, and I had gone to um, some kind of meeting, and everything was fine. You know, I was having one of those days where, of course, I thought about him every day, but this is months on, maybe six mm-hmm. months, could have even been a year and I was coming home, and all of a sudden, it was a memory or something, and I had this unbelievable uh, grief come upon me, and I started crying so hard that I had to pull the car over. And, I mean, I mean, just weeping and the grief and the, the longing for him. And this is what the Lord, as I sat there and the grief subsided, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, you are so upset because you have a physical separation for your sure son, and it's because you cannot touch him or see him. And so that's very difficult, but you know where he is, and he's with me. But now you understand how I feel when mm. I'm separated from my children oh, Linda. by trouble or grief, and they won't turn to me. And and so it was that whole, it was a bigger understanding of God's world and what he feels like when he's separated from us. And 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 in the spiritual realm, and I was just like, wow, and it it really helped me. So sometimes you've got to get to a different perspective right. of what your grief is really all about. Well, I prior to moving to Austin, I had about eighteen months where I went through a, about ten major crises, and uh, one of which was that my brother was abducted and murdered, mm. and my parents uh, live real close to us, and I, the sheriff from Houston called me and. Asked me to go down and tell them. And so it's about 2 o'clock in the morning. So I told David, our oldest son, I said, I'm going down to Papa's and I'll be right back. You, uh, if you wake up, and you know, you're, I woke him up. <coughs> anyway, I went down there and my dad was not a Christian. He went to the back door. And this is hard for me to tell him. <coughs> he went to the back door and he hollered, God, where are you? And went mm-hmm. to the front door and called her, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. And my mom was throwing clothes in the suitcase to get ready to go to Houston. And I begged him to wait until daylight. And Van was out of town, and I called him and asked him if he could meet with him in Houston because I had to go to the police department. Mm-hmm. And it was such a traumatic experience that I got a really mad on with God. I have to tell you, I was mm-hmm. angry with him mm-hmm. because... My position at that time was, Lord, I'm doing all I know to do to, you know, be a a witness for my family. And it was just so striking the way it happened that I had never experienced anything like that before. But finally, you know, and I just prayed every day. I prayed over the word. I did everything that we do, you know, as Christians and believers. And finally, I just said to him, you know, Lord, I've decided that I am going to surrender. I'm going to give it all to you. And then you give it back to me what you want me to have. That is awesome. Well, you know, I was 40 years old, but I had never experienced anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd had health issues and all that. And so, but I did. I shook my fist and said, God, from this day forward, I will not do one thing unless you write it on the billboard like you did for Habakkuk. (laughs) Or you tell me specifically, this is what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. Well, it was not two months later that they came home and said we had to move to Austin. And so I said to my dad, I said, I am not going to Austin. I'm not going to take the boys to Austin. And he said to me, the boys need their dad. And I said, I don't think God lives in Austin, Papa. 
He said, he'll be there when you get there. So see, even though he didn't profess faith, his faith was coming through to encourage you. Absolutely. And that's so awesome. So we need to listen to those around us um, so many times. And God was increasing his faith yeah. in him through the ages. And we know, I mean, I know the end of some of your story that he did profess yes. faith uh, in God uh, before he, you know, passed, yes, uh, he graduated to heaven. Well, you know, those are the things that we pray for all of our lives sometimes. And we wait to see what God's going to do with them. But I tell you, he does have a plan, and that's what we want to talk about today is, you know, when tragedy hits our hearts and we're broken and we get mad at God, uh, others pick up the cross sometime and carry it for us. That's a great description, exactly, because the cross is a is a place of not just the crucifixion, but it was a cross. It was a place of submission. It's where, uh, you know, Jesus said, I will submit to your will, Father. If this is what it takes yes. for me to be the perfect sacrifice, to put love on display, that's what, how you always uh, term it, which I think is so beautiful, to show the love so that all can know you and be connected to you that have not known you before then I submit to your will. Mm -hmm. And so we don't understand all these things. And I know through my son's short 30 years, as I go back, he taught me, I mean, this book, um, Gates of Redemption, uh, was finally finished after he passed. I laid it on the shelf for a long time. Well, it's because I didn't have the chapter written on trust. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me so much in that. So we have to look at even these places of trouble as a place of deep teaching and learning. You know, that is so true. Uh, Linda, he doesn't teach all of us the same way. But I want us to talk about uh, the experience that the first century Christians had with Jesus. You know, um, this is Palm Sunday coming up, and um, that was a day of great victory for Jesus. Explain to us what happened on Palm Sunday as Jesus went into the temple. Well, at first, as it was, he came into the city. He came mm-hmm. in, and the people had just, they'd heard about him. He'd been healing. He'd been doing all these remarkable things. So they wanted to, you have to remember that during the times they were oppressed people by the Romans, and they had been conquered and oppressed. And here comes this um, uh, figure who has been healing and compassionate, loving people, and they decided he was the king. But they wanted a political king. Yes. They wanted a political king. And so they're throwing their branches down and triumphant things. You know, this is a big victory parade is really what it was. And he goes to the temple, and he sees in the temple that they're not doing the things as God had instructed. It wasn't a house of prayer anymore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, what God and, – and, and, and the role of Jesus our Messiah – is was to number one, I think, clean up God's house. Yes. And then we were we who were uh, Gentiles, not part of the Jewish root that had brought forth the word and produced the Messiah Jesus. We um, he was going to graft us all into that and reconnect us with God and God's purposes again. People had gotten far away from God's purposes. Kind of sounds like our world today, doesn't mm-hmm. it, Evelyn? Does. And and so he came to. Not only clean up, but he did come to lay his life down as the perfect sacrifice for all of us in order to reconnect us to the living God. You know what the word teaches, uh, you know, and 
in the Old Testament, Ezekiel became very discouraged uh, at a time when the the people were no longer following God's direction, God's word, God's you know suggestions, commandments, and God spoke to him directly. Linda, and said, Ezekiel, there's going to come a day when I'm going to take out their cold, stony hearts and put in a brand new heart. So when Jesus came, he came to make make life new for us. He came like a surgeon, a scaffold, to carve out that heart that was just dead, dead to the things of God, and put in a new heart that beat with the life, eternal life for God. That's awesome. And, you know, when what happened between Sunday and the next Friday is that his life was, he submitted his life. He gave his life on the cross. And that's the tree of life that we call. Mm-hmm. Jesus called him forth. I mean, the Father had called him forth and ordained him to do that. And one of the things, the last thing he said uh, before he gave up, the ghost before he gave up his life was it is finished and he was talking about his love plan his life plan for us yes and it's so exciting when we look back on that because we realize that god had a plan from the beginning Mm -hmm. that he would redeem those whom he had created absolutely and it was so so profound for those um first century christians those that followed jesus that they um Took the cross as a tree. I mean, it was to, it represented to them the gate to eternity. Yes. And they, if if you're up on the Mount of Olives and you look down over the eastern gate, and that's what Easter's named for is that eastern gate. Yes. That whole valley is made up of white crosses. Yes. And the people wanted to be buried there because Jesus said he was coming again, and he'd come through the eastern gate. Yes. And so the first one that got in line got. Priority places. And when you think about that, that's what God does every day with our life, Linda. He yes. prepares that for us, which we need to be the love example of who he is and what he wants to do in our world. We're going to take our break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about what. Let's talk about his love that gives that kind of life right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a showplace. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 
972-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Reverend Linda Chandler. Love talking today about life, love, and marriage and the tree of love, the gateway to redemption. Thank you, Gavin. We are in studio today, and, you know, it's it, at Christmas time we're talking today with my friend Linda Chandler. Uh, at Christmas time, we put up a Christmas tree, Linda, and we put lights on it and decorate it and do all kind of beautiful things to decorate for Christmas. And when Easter comes, it's a little different tree. It yeah. is a tree of life. That's what that's what Easter stands for. And, the, you know, the cross becomes that gate of redemption as Jesus gave his life. Uh, he gave it out of love and, and compassion. And Paul, in Romans uh, 6, 9, uh, Paul says, When Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal uh, of the end of death as the end. What does that mean? Well, I think it's talking about eternal life. But, you know, we can't even experience that till we can get our eyes on focus besides uh, the life that we've lived. And I think so when you were saying that about the two trees, the Christmas tree with all the decorations that we can all think about Christmas trees we've had in our lives and the myriad of decorations. I mean, people just go crazy with that today. And you look at the cross as a tree. What is it? It's stripped down. It's just two instruments, two wood, you know. With three nail holes in it, it's a stripped down thing. So I think what, what um, to me this means is that we're getting the Lord wants us to strip down our version of what life is really all about. That it's not as good as it gets right here on this earth, mm-hmm. but we're going to have eternity. So now, how do we spend this rest of this time um, in His plans and purposes as we prepare for eternity, which none of us can really comprehend. Because that means that life goes on and on and on. I'm finding a phenomenon right now, even in my ministry, as I'm um, working with um, several people who are facing or who have faced death um, because it's their time in life, just a, a, a ripe old age or maybe a sickness. And some people are, you know, they really embrace that, that this is for eternity. Death is done. It's just going to be a doorway. Yes. And then others that are very, very afraid. And it's because we have this thing in our society that we only look at this world that we're in, this reality right now, this dimension. And so you start talking about that, and it's fine when you're, like, young and you're talking about heaven and, oh, yeah, 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 I want to go to heaven. I'm going to be good, you know, da, da, da. But then you really face it, mm-hmm. and you're saying, ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I mean, I, there was a case of my friend and her mother's 93, lifelong Christian, a great Christian, and she just wasn't going to accept that she was going to die. Mm-hmm. And then as we really worked with her and we were all praying, actually, um, we realized there were some things in her life that she just needed to kind of get out on the carpet. Not horrible, bad, yeah. but just fears or things because it's fear 
that keeps us from living the new life. And, you know, Jesus said, I have come for this reason, that you might have the abundant life. And the abundant life means that we don't just live it in our in our soul, you know, in our mind, will, and emotions. Yeah, we live it in the entirety of who we are because when when we, we make that decision to follow Christ, some very exciting things happen. First thing that happens is our body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. He lives in. He moves in to where we have within us the Spirit. God part. is dwelling inside of you, in your heart. He's, he's like rearranging all the furniture in your heart. Anybody that thinks that your whole life is up here in this mind, it's got another thing coming. It is from the, it says the issues of life, uh, the, uh, life issues, issues from the heart that's mm-hmm. in the scriptures and and so you know get in your heart that's really your center right and and when you think about that he's rearranging all the furniture and getting it right for you to hopefully have a better life you know when we think about that linda it's exciting because the resurrection of jesus uh, really began to explode society at that time people had never experienced what they've begun to experience. And even as the, you know, the um, disciples uh, came together to pray, and then later even with Paul, when Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and, and boy, God struck him, took his eyesight away so he couldn't see around him, but only looked up. And how God's spirit began to move in the heart of men. And, and it's moving so powerfully today. There are so many things that God's doing today. But, you know, one of the things is that death changes. It used to be the end, but it's the beginning now. Well, that's the resurrection, is that literally, you know, that's what we've got to get in people's minds. It, it's not like, okay, I'm going to be good now. Jesus is going to help me. I'm going to just be a good person, good ghost. No, 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 no. It's about this complete change. I am no more the same person when I think I realize these deep things at 20-something than I am at 60 today. I mean, you know, Ooh. 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness, but I am so different. Things don't appeal to me. Um, you just, your whole perception begins to change because, again, death is not, I'm just going to go down to the grave. Think about in the in the first century Christians, what the resurrection, it was just like a, such a, <gasps> aha mm-hmm. to them because their idea of eternity was, I'll live on through my children. In other words, yes. and that's why you had to have children, because then you just, it was like a part of you, even though you might not know it, you, but you would live on. Today, we're saying literally, you are going to live on in this transformed uh, being, your mind, your will, and emotions, they're going to be changed, and the body is going to change somehow. We're, we're not all sure. But Christ appearing in in the Bible, Jesus appearing, was that they knew then that was true, the, the first century uh, apostles who had the eyewitness account. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, anybody that would, then they all pretty much died mm, a death that were, you know, yeah, hard because hard. people didn't want to believe them. But are you going to stand and let somebody kill you on something that's just a myth that you put together? I don't think so. So we know how real the story is. These men and women were literally gave up their lives. Mm-hmm. Because they knew that they were transformed and there was something better coming. And, you know, it's, that's the thing that's so exciting about the Christian life is there is no ending. Uh, it is a new beginning. Oh, And it, it's a continuation. And, you know, even the cemeteries change. You know, people once went there to say goodbye, but now they say we'll be together again. You know, 
we're at a stage in our life, my Van and I are, where we go to a funeral once a week. One Saturday, I went to one, and he went to one. I went to one in Cedar, Cedar Park, and he went to one in Las Vegas. Wow. And, you know, when you look at, at where you are in life, uh, you can't measure it by years. You measure it by eternity. Absolutely. And, and the scripture tells us very plainly, we were not made for this life. We were made for eternity. I and, have to I have to just, yeah. this woman that we were working with that was so not, you know, ready. We prayed and prayed. And then one day she said, you know what? I am ready for heaven. I, I Everything is it. So when she passed last week, and actually I'm going to her funeral this Saturday, and she's my very best friend's uh, mom, mm. um, Helen Gallagher. She, um, her daughters, Martha said she looked at her, and, and Martha's a huge intercessor and a great woman of God. And she said, all of a sudden I looked at her, and what hands that looked old to me, all of a sudden I thought, oh. She's just a baby. She's just now going to enter the the mm. dimension of eternity. So it's like another birth into it. And she said, those are baby hands. And that's a baby body that's going to now be totally transformed back into strength and health. And she said, it just gave me this whole feeling. And I love that imagery. Mm-hmm. But she said she just kept looking at her hands. And she thought, those are baby hands in light of eternity. Right. Well, that's so true. And, you know, the thing is that in John fourteen three, Jesus said, I will come back and take you to be with me. But, you know, that was a message that that had to be written, you know, in a scroll and set in eternity for it to live as long as it's lived today, except that it's just not written on, on the veil. It's written on our hearts. And to prove he was serious about his problems, the stone was rolled away and his body was raised from the dead. So, you know, and then he appeared again. Well, so I, th- what you saw was the death of the body, right? As Jesus' body was, to be raised again in a newness of life, and that is exciting, Cindy. It's very exciting. My personal testimony is that is on the day that we buried my son. Um, that night I laid in bed and I just said, you know, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to trust you and I'm going to bear this, but I just don't, it's going to be really, I don't know how to go out and preach good news now. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, talk about the stone rolling away, I heard a door open and I was laying in my bed and I heard my son's voice and I I don't hear voices, I'm not a voice here, but my voice, my son's voice, Jared, spoke very distinctly and he said, Mom, Jesus said I could speak to you one more time. He said, heaven is exactly like you've taught it. Thank you for the great send-off today. And he said, forgive, and it was the young man, forgive Terry for what he's done. That was a young man that caused his death. And then he said, "Um, i got to go. Jesus is calling me. And then the door, it was like a doorway shut. Now, I did think that I had a momentarily something mental had happened. I went to my husband. I told him exactly what I just told you viewers on the air or your listeners on the air. And, you know, my husband, who's a very conservative, very quiet person, mm-hmm. he looked at me and he said, you know what, Linda? God just gave you a gift mm-hmm. because you've been faithful to trust him. So don't doubt that. And so I've used that testimony, and I want to use it today, that everything that the Scripture says is true. Jesus does come back. Jesus does take us. We do meet him face-to-face. And... um it's just a, it's a glorious thing, and I have a lot of peace about that, so that we can know that the burden barrier burden bearer is there. The cross is that doorway into eternity, 
it's this is not some mythological whatever story. It is a reality. We want to embrace it. Oh, it's so true because he said, I have come that you might have life mm-hmm. and have life abundantly. And he does provide those things that we need, even when, when disaster comes, when heartbreak comes, when disappointment comes. But we have to know how to get to his courtyard. And you have to go through the gate of belief and faith and trust. Uh, it is time for us to hear from some of our good sponsors again, Gavin. Let's do that. We come back. We want to talk about where we are in America right now and what we see the greatest need in America is right after this. Stay with us. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com ThinkMarketingTexas.com Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Reverend Linda Chandler. Love talking today about life, love, and marriage, and the tree of love, the gateway to redemption. Welcome back to Love Talk in studio with me today is my longtime friend, Linda Chandler, Pastor Linda. And we've been talking today about two different trees in life. One is the Christmas tree where we celebrate the birth and all the good news and glad tidings. And then the other is that tree of life where Jesus himself was put upon, put upon the tree mm-hmm. that he might give his life in in. In this life, so that we could have a life ahead with him. And when, you know, one of the things that Paul said when he was talking to a church that was a little bit discouraged, he said to them, I pray that um, the Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him. That's from Ephesians five fifteen and 23. I pray the perception of your mind might be enlightened so you know what is the hope of his calling. Linda, when we look at our mayor, uh, look at our nation today, we're looking at a nation that's lost its hope. Well, in general, exactly, and we're we're kind of on the we're on a slippery slope here, and for so much of it is the things of this world have become the distractions, and they have set us set us spiritually adrift, <clears throat> and uh, we just want to say, oh, I'm good, mm-hmm. and you know. 
and anything goes. But that's not how God is. And so I think if you look at the, what you just said, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, is that we would realize that Jesus said, if you know me, you know the Father. Mm-hmm. And if you know the Father, you know me. And so that's the, the God. We only serve one true God. We're not serving a whole bunch right. three little gods. You know, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We're serving one united God mm-hmm. who is expressed in three different ways, who comes to dwell with us as Emmanuel. And so I think what he's saying is that I think what we're saying here is that, you know, America's got to wake up. And she's got to get her eyes back on God, her eyes literally on the, the, the God that our forefathers developed this nation. We're not going to legislate it, but we're going to educate again. And he has expectations like any father has. Yes. You know, your home stays um, in peace and calm if there is authority there. And there's, um, I'm not going to use the word rules, but boundaries, safe boundaries to keep you safe. That's what fathers and mothers do. They want to keep you safe. It's not about beating you up with Mm -hmm. rules. And I don't know where we've gotten off on all of that. But it's the same as with Israel when she got off and she was so rule-driven. And God says, this is relationship. If you're in relation, I have special expectations. He has wonderful expectations that America would be exactly who she said she would be mm-hmm. when those first men put foot over in Jamestown and they brought a cross and, and they said, you know what, we're going to claim this land for, uh, you know, God the Father, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. We're going to claim this land to let people know about these roots, the, the Judeo-Christian roots, and that America would be a sending place for the whole world to know. A lighthouse, you know, that, that light on a hill. Yes. And we're we're off of that. But, boy, coming up in April, and I know you've got some stuff, too, that there is repentance going on. And so God says when you get off the mark, mm-hmm. just like a, 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 a child that yeah. just kind of gets off the mark, when you get off, come back to me. And I will change things for you. And so that's what we're we're hoping that that in life all of us get off the path. Mm-hmm. Every one of us. I've been off the path. I you know oh, I we just get off the path. And so what God says is I'm gonna I have a way, which Jesus Christ has said I'm the way, the truth, and mm-hmm. the life. He says I get back on the path and repent. In other words, turn from where you're going and come back to me and let me guide you again. See, Jesus on that tree was the great shepherd. I, I keep seeing that staff. What mm-hmm. is a staff? Does it leads and guides you? Yeah. Well, as we look at you know what's up ahead of us, it's this next couple of months is going to be exciting in Texas. We on April 26th we have Franklin Graham coming. He's coming for the Decision America tour and will be held here at the Capitol. And uh, Linda, we've been in the wilderness of sin in America for 43 years Absolutely. since we voted that uh, the. Supreme Court set down that rule of Roe versus Wade and took yes. away the, just diminished the life of unborn children. Yes. Uh, we are really excited about what's coming up, and it's going to be at the Capitol. We would ask you as a pastor or a, uh, a deacon or a Sunday school teacher, uh, if you've got a church bus, start now. Fill it up. Begin mm-hmm. to take. We've got a bus coming from Georgetown. We've got a bus coming from Flugia. We've got a bus coming from Cedar Park, Leander area. Because uh, you can ride a bus for $12, and uh, it'll t- cost you 20 to park if you can find a parking place. But we're praying for 40,000 people to come to Austin 
because in 2013, Franklin Graham was the honorary prayer coordinator for National Day of Prayer. And um, he was so excited about being able to go to the Pentagon. Brian Birdwell and a couple other friends had invited him to come and do an NDP event there on National Day of Prayer. Eight days prior to that time, he was dismissed. They did not like his message, and they said, you cannot come. And it literally broke his heart. Wow. He began to pray about what he could do to help people in America come back to the point where they trusted God. And so the Lord told him to go to every state capital and call God's people out of the, call the preachers out of the pulpit, people out of the pew, to the public arena in, a, in repentance for what we've allowed to happen in America. But also to call those that do not know him, that are seeking him, to come to the reality of the love of the Lord Jesus. And so it's going to be a great time. It's, it's be on be on a Tuesday. April the 26th at noontime. And so you can go to the web, decisionamericatour.com, and get all the information. Or you can go to our website and uh, at ndpaustin.org and find it. Also, we have NDP coming up, Linda. Absolutely. And I'm really excited about that. Um, the date is May the 2nd. Second. Mm-hmm. It's for the governor's breakfast. It is the governor's breakfast. And we're going to have... Um, the Reverend Dr. John Hagee, mm. who has got some really interesting things. And I tell you, his book on the three heavens that he just wrote is yeah, awesome. It is. And he's just, you know, he's got a lot to say. And, and we're going to have um, Janet Gregory's going to sing some beautiful music for yeah. us. It's going to be a wonderful day, a wonderful morning. If you don't have a table, if you don't have a spot there, um, get on our website and get something reserved. Uh, because it'll be a wonderful morning that'll really bless you. It will, Linda. Uh, Linda, you know, Linda, when you think about the opportunities we have to praise the Lord Jesus and serve Him, we are doing well in Austin. There are so many wonderful things. We're starting to have a prayer um, um, time of prayer, noontime prayer at the mm-hmm. Austin Baptist Association building over on Harmon Street every Tuesday between now and National Day of Prayer. And we would invite you to come and join us for prayer. But I want to say to you today, if you do not know the reality of the love of the Lord Jesus, the way that we've talked to about today, he has a love plan for your life. And he wants you to come to know him. And the main thing you have to do is acknowledge that you're lost and that you are in the wilderness of sin. You don't know where you're going. You don't know how to get there. And then the B is to believe that he loves you. That's why he came, Linda. Oh, absolutely. And John three sixteen says God so loved. Because he, he loved. Came. Yes. He loves you. He didn't come to fix things. He came to love us so mm-hmm. that we could love others. And then the, the C is that you would confirm that. You'd confess it and tell him, Lord, come into my life and begin to make me into the person you've designed me to be. I want to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to be like Jesus. But we do want to thank you. Linda, give us your uh, information and the name of your book again and how they can do The name that. of the book is Gates of Redemption. Um, you can go on um, hostministries.org, which is H-O-S-T, uh, Ministries. Uh, it's all one word, www.hostministries.org, and you can... Uh, Email us there, and we'll be glad to send you a copy of the book. Um, and you can personally communicate with me um, by phone if you want, 512-203-7293. Thank you, Linda, for being with us today. It'll be a wonderful day talking about the Easter tree. Amen. We'll see you again next week, and you be blessed.